to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 275 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. And, well... Like all good things, a streak must come to an end. Go ask The Undertaker about that. We have our first two-time winner of the season. I don't know about you, but if I had to put my money on who I thought our first multi-race winner was going to be, it would not have been William Byron. And I would have also said, though, I think William Byron will be a multi-winner this year, just not our first multi-race winner my money would have been on uh chase who's who's still waiting for his first win uh and and kyle larson so there you have it get into that in a little bit um let's see so i'm testing something new out here uh i i got what is called a p screen to see if that helps reduce some of the uh background uh stuff with the letter p so let me know if this podcast sounds any better please (laughs) uh all right so what's going on lots been going on i didn't do a show last week so let's let's talk about some stuff so uh this past weekend took a three-day weekend uh was supposed to go to opening day for the detroit tigers uh but some babysitter issues and nasty weather put a little kibosh on that, ended up just doing a little running around with Lindsay on Friday. And I went and bought WWE 2K22 for PS4. Uh, I haven't had a wrestling video game in forever. And I actually brought the PlayStation up from the basement to the upstairs because, you know, when you're holding the baby, I can also hold a controller. Uh, Long story short, I ended up creating the Lapped Traffic Championship belt. It's been so long since I've had a wrestling game. I didn't know you could create your own championship belt. Had I known that, I would have purchased one a lot sooner. Uh, I tweeted some pictures out of that. I will. Uh, I'm in the middle of creating my uh, u- unique character, and uh, I will post the intro of him with the belt uh, later this week. Because I don't know about you, I, I it's, it's the simple things in life, and I just got a massive kick out of that. Um, Saturday, Sunday, went and visited some friends with the baby who I can't believe Alden is going to be two months old this week on Wednesday. I just can't believe it. Uh, He's amazing. Thank you for all the love when I post pictures. Uh, It it really warms my heart. Um, So speaking of Alden, uh, that's part of the reason why I didn't do a show last week. Sorry about that. Uh, You know, there are just going to be some weeks where I just can't fit one in with uh, helping Lindsay out and wanting to spend time with with Alden plus my real job. Uh, um, it, it's going to happen a couple times throughout the season. And uh, hopefully as he gets older, can get back on a more usual routine. But over the last two years, if you've been around for a while listening to the show, uh, there have been times where we've done two shows uh, a month. Um, we've I've, I've done a lot. So uh, I hope you bear with me. I hope you stick around uh, for the, the gaps. But I will try to be as consistent as possible 
possible. Uh, all that to say, uh, as, as a teaser, I've got 10 guests lined up now through midsummer, which is fantastic. Got them spaced out every couple weeks. And I haven't even gotten some of the regulars on yet this year, like Jeff Striegel, who is way overdue. Uh, I need to reach out to him and, uh, and get him in the mix as well. Uh, hope you enjoy Tyler Ankrum uh, on episode 274, which was uh, just a couple weeks ago. And very excited for tonight's show. I've got Sheldon Creed going to be making his Lap Traffic podcast debut. Some craziness for Martinsville. Social media shout outs. Aaron Studwell is back. Who knows what we'll get into? Lucky dog lap down. And of course, LT Fantasy to close it out. So let's get things rolling. Let's get Sheldon Creed on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He is the driver of the number two wheel in Chevy with RCR. Welcome to the show, Sheldon Creed. Sheldon, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Thanks for calling into the show. Appreciate you. Uh, man, what a truck race last night. How bad did you want to be out there beating and banging on that thing? <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> it was definitely fun to watch. Um I find myself watching the truck every week, wishing I still could race one, you know, at least part-time. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll try to get in a few more this year. But, yeah, I thought that was really good last night and uh, I enjoyed seeing William get the win there. Absolutely. Well, you you, you ran Coda this year in the trucks, which was uh, that uh, was that a last-minute thing there that came together? Uh, yeah, it came together about pretty much – the week of Sunday and Monday, we kind of put the deal together and, um, yeah, I mean, didn't really have any, any expectations there on, you know, how we were going to run. Um, just wanted to go and, and have fun with it. So, uh, I was really pleased with how the truck raced and, and was able to get the pole there, which I was surprised about, uh, and then broke the truck arm on like lap two of the race. So got cut short, but, uh, still enjoyed it a lot. That's cool, man. Yeah. Is it, how hectic is it when you're, I mean, obviously, and we'll get into the Xfinity series here in a minute, but, you know, obviously, you, you know you have that going on. Uh, is it kind of crazy when you're trying to put a last-minute deal like that together, or are you kind of hands-off on that, and if it comes through, then you show up for, for race weekend there? Um, yeah, I mean, it can be hectic. Uh, that one with, with Tyler Young and them actually went really smooth, and um, I kind of was a part of it at the beginning and and uh then i kind of stepped back and i was like if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't so um yeah tyler and and austin and, and they made it really easy for uh for myself to go race that and uh, had a lot of fun with it that's awesome uh you know big change obviously going from trucks to now running your first uh full year in the xfinity series with rcr you know obviously getting used to a new team has its challenges uh what have been some of the the bigger differences from you changing you know series going from the truck to xfinity series uh, I mean, biggest change is, is really the car, right? You go from a truck that has a spec motor, uh, a lot of downforce, um, to a car that has way less downforce, and then now we have built motors, what we call them, but um, they way more RPM, and, and you feel the power a lot more. So uh, it's been a little bit of adjusting. I felt like I got comfortable really fast and, and kind of got up to speed, I guess. Uh, I feel like we've just been lacking a little bit here and there. So, um, 
yeah, we've had a, a humbling couple of weeks throughout the <laughs> season we've had so far. And, and uh, yeah, I feel like we're constantly searching for speed because we're nowhere behind a little bit. So uh, trying things and, and NASCAR doesn't make that easy with our 15 minute practices that we get right. or 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not easy coming in new car, uh, trying to learn that. And then, yeah, we're behind the eight ball on, on setup stuff. So, uh, it makes it really hard when you're behind to catch back up. Um, so yeah, just, just trying to, you know, work through some of that. Um, the guys did a really good job on, on our car this week. And, and I was really happy with it in practice yesterday. I felt like I probably under drove it a little bit in qualifying, uh, not expecting that much grip. So, uh, yeah, that was on me to qualify fifth, but, um, I'm looking forward to tonight. That's awesome. Um, one of the big changes, uh, you know, the, the schedule, you know, trucks, 23 races, uh, you know, throughout the whole season and sometimes two to four off week periods a couple times throughout the year to a uh, full 33 race schedule uh you know you guys would have had some off weeks already has that been a uh challenge to get adjusted to being you know that you're, you don't get that that time off like you guys did in the truck series um i mean i like racing every for me it's it's okay it's uh to go race every week the truck series because you'd finally get in the rhythm and then you'd have two off weeks sure uh so i like that about xfinity is you're racing every week you're trying to work on the cars every week and, and it's nice to see you know where you're going with it absolutely and just more more laps and then getting better so uh yeah more racing right <laughs> uh new teammate this year austin hill uh who you guys battled uh each other week in week out on the truck series for a couple years there uh both rookies this year how is it working with austin uh as a teammate at rcr yeah no austin's been great um obviously we raced each other really hard in the truck series and probably weren't each other's biggest fans but we also didn't like not like each other right we just both raced really hard um, but being his teammate's been great. I feel like we share a lot of the same ideas and I feel like our driving styles are pretty close. We might be a little different here and there. Um, but really, I mean, I think we're, we're really spot on with a lot of the things we think in the race cars and, uh, yeah, we, we both, uh, I don't know. It's refreshing to see, I guess, just to see how much we work together and, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far, and it probably surprised me a little bit. I didn't know how we would be together at first, but uh, no, it's been it's been really good. That's awesome. Uh, you know, RCR, uh, you know, has has really I think upped their game over the last few years in the Xfinity series, uh, bringing in a lot of talent. Um, you know, have have you see that progression as well? Uh, obviously, you do, right? You're not going to talk bad about your team, but uh, you know, talk a little bit about the the team mentality yeah, from, no. from an Xfinity series perspective. I feel like RCR has probably had one of one of the best Xfinity programs. You know, I don't know, a handful of years, not even a handful of years since Harvick and and them used to race sure. the bush cars and, and everything. They've always had a good Xfinity program, and um, yeah, I think obviously drivers come in waves, right? So uh, you know, they had a couple of years where they had some part time guys in it, and then they had Myatt last year. Um, 
and maybe just got behind a little bit. You know, they were focusing on the new cup car and and uh, sure. everything going on there, and they wanted to make their cup program up back to winning races. So, um, yeah, I think we just got a little off on on the Xfinity side, and and uh, everyone's eager to to win races in the shop, and everyone wants to win. Um, so they're putting a lot of effort back into Xfinity right now with with Austin and I and. Um, even the college cars, I mean, the college cars have been fast the whole time, right? I think, um, you know, our setups just are probably a little different than theirs, but sure. they have RCR cars. So, uh, clearly they can win. Um, I think just finding a balance that Austin and I both like, probably we're going to be a little bit different between the two of us, but, um, uh, just trying to find that balance and can go from there. And, um, yeah, I think you know, give us a few weeks or, or a little bit of time, I think we'll be, you know, consistently up there at the front. Awesome. Um, uh, your crew chief is new to RCR2 this year. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, getting accustomed and, and working with Jeff and and how that's uh, developed and, and, you know, the style that he brings for, for you as a crew chief. Yeah, I brought uh, Jeff and my engineer, Sam Bowers, over from GMS, so... Um, it's been really nice just to not have to deal with those growing pains, right? Just being able to kind of jump in and, and us learn the car together and not have to worry about building a relationship and, you know, trusting each other, I, I guess you'd say. But um, Jeff's been just been awesome. He's pretty pretty calm most of the time. Obviously, when we don't race good or, or little things, obviously irritate him. But um <laughs> I feel like we, we balance each other well. I'm probably a lot calmer than he is uh, at times. So I feel like we balance each other well. And, um, yeah, just nice having Jeff Jeff around and, and there. And uh, this is our, I don't even know, fourth or fifth full-time season we're going on. So uh, it's been a fun ride with him. That's great. Um, you've got a unique sponsor in, in Wheelan Motorsports. Talk about how that partnership came together. Yeah, it, Wheeland did a little bit of stuff with, with RCR in the past. And, um, yeah, they, they kind of came to RCR wanting to get back into NASCAR. Um, I had actually already had my deal put together with, with RCR and, uh, yeah, we didn't know really what we were going to put on the car. We were working on sponsors and, and funding and, and that, and then Wheeland came along, um, and wanted to be a part of it. So, uh, super thankful for them. And, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. They they have people out every weekend, depending on what you know state or town we're in. Uh, either people that work for Wheeland, manufacture Wheeland lights, uh, we'll have firefighters or, or people from the police department, and uh, or just installers. Like they'll uh, have shops that install Wheeland lights. Um, so it's actually a lot of fun. We get to meet new people every week, and and from different states. Um, and I think Wheelan's really happy with, with how things are going right now. And, um, yeah, it makes it fun for race weekends, just being able to uh, kind of show people around. That's great. That's, that's really cool. It's, that's a, that sounds like a unique partnership and, and a lot of fun. And, you know, it's nice when you get the, uh, you know, for, for the full year, right? You don't have to worry about that. You can just go hang out with whoever they bring to the track each week and, and go do your thing. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So, all right. 
after after this week at Martinsville, you guys got your first off week, and and then it's off to Talladega, uh, Dover, Darlington. Uh, wh- which which tracks are you most excited to get to uh, in the Xfinity Series that you haven't raced uh, in that series yet? Uh, I mean, I try to be positive about every track we go to, just not diving in an Xfinity car to any of them, but um, definitely have Dover, Darlington uh kansas probably some more of the bigger faster track circle i feel like our stuff's been uh really close to to being you know capable of winning um and i think those are good tracks for me kansas i've led a lot of laps there in the trucks never won there but but led a lot of laps finished second there in in 2020 um uh darlington obviously won a couple of truck races there i love that place and and dover's just uh, always badass. So, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, I just just looking forward to to some of their faster places. And not that I don't like short track racing, it's just uh, I feel like I'm more natural at, at the bigger places and and like going faster. I guess so, absolutely. Uh, and road courses, road courses, I'm a big fan of. Um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to a few of those. Charlotte. Um, pretty much all the mile and a half, Homestead, anywhere that's rough and, and wore out, uh, I love to. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, all right, man. Well, listen, uh, give a quick shout out to uh, sponsors and where everyone can follow you on social media. Yeah, man, so uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I'm just Sheldon Creed. Uh, super simple. <laughs> Easy to find. Um, yeah, and just what you see on the car every week. Wheeling, Chevrolet, trench shoring. Beautiful. Partners that help uh, RCR. Love it. All right. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Sheldon Creed for calling into the show. It was great to talk to you. Great to have you on. Uh, best of luck tonight at Martinsville, man, and look forward to uh, talking to you down the road. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Take care. Have a good one. All right. So the trucks, a rare Thursday night race at Martinsville. And William Byron picking up the first of two wins this weekend on Thursday night. So here is uh, where I'm at from a Martinsville perspective. First of all, I want to go to this track so bad. And Lindsay and I were actually talking about that tonight. Like, can I squeeze that in in October? And it's like, I want the night race and the truck race, which is why you would go in April. But I want the excitement of the playoff race but it's not a night race and you don't get the trucks in the fall, which I can't, it's a disservice to the NASCAR playoffs for the truck series that they are not running the uh, October race there. Uh, uh, There I've said it. I don't like it, but there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, But that said, I wish it was a night race, but Hey, October uh, temperature change is probably a little bit there. So I'm torn. It's like, do I wait till next year? to try to go in April for night races with the truck race, or do I go for playoff racing this year? So it's, it's up in the air. We'll see what happens there. Uh, anyways, I digress. Um, what I did not like uh, with this race, which set the tone a little bit for two thirds of the weekend was the unbelievable shit show that we got on Thursday and, and Friday night uh, in terms of cautions and caution laps. I mean, the truck race, 200 short laps, 
71 of those Thursday night on the truck race were ran under caution. 36% of the race under yellow. That is it's unacceptable. And not even normally I'm going to complain about the unnecessary stage break caution laps that count against that really wasn't that bad. Those weren't that long unnecessary, but that's a whole separate digression that we've done many, many times. Um, but that that's that's crazy. Uh, and, and I'll follow that up when I get to the Xfinity series here in just a second. But uh, you got to give a shout out. Johnny Sauter, first second place finish since his last win at Dover back in 2019. Um, I mean, we, we've all kind of written uh, Sauter off over the last couple of years, you know, from uh, GMS not being able to pick anything up, like just week in, week out, wrecking, 15th place, 25th place finish. Um, you know, now running a part-time schedule and, uh, you know, goes out there, picks up second place. He battled. Uh, you know, he, he worked for it because there was a minute there in that race where I'm like, you know, typical Johnny, you know, well, not typical, typical Johnny's out there winning and competing, uh, the, the new typical, I guess you would say. Um, but yeah, so let's see what he can do his next run in the, uh, in the truck series. And is anyone surprised other than me that we're five races in and John Hunter Nemechek doesn't have a win yet. And is fifth in the standings, um, you know, I, I expected him to be first with at least one race win already this year, and it just hasn't happened yet. And I wonder, I wonder, this this weekend Bristol Dirt if if he uh, he he finds pay dirt, no pun intended. Um, all right, over to the Xfinity series, another caution filled race, one hundred of two hundred and sixty one laps ran under yellow. That is thirty eight percent of that race under yellow i don't know what the sweet spot is per se um but i will say that's too many for my liking um you know especially at a short track such as martinsville where they just click off so quickly um you know I would say, you know, the sweet spot, maybe 20%, maybe 25% considering is how uh, you've got your stage breaks automatically. Um, but th that's just a lot. It, it, it takes away from the momentum, from being able to get in there and, and really get in a groove. But anyways, all right, Brandon Jones taking advantage of the shit show, though. Uh, Brandon seems to uh, find his way into victory lane every once in a while under situations like this, uh, getting it done for JGR. And how about Landon Castle? Best finish of his career in the Xfinity series with a P2. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Landon a little later on with Aaron Studwell since he reps Landon. I'm sure he'll have a lot to comment on and talk about that there. Uh, and and uh, we had this conversation last year. Um, I mean, we all love Clint Boyer, but we all poked fun at Clint Boyer for not taking his helmet off. Hey, Ty. Take the helmet off. Uh, I, I get it. You were in the lead. You got moved. I'd be pissed whether right, wrong or not. I'd be mad. And I love the fact that they went and grappled. Go get after it. That's what we love. That's what we want. Take the helmet off. I mean, or, or don't go get into it. Don't don't get into it. You ain't going to take the helmet off. Don't go confront somebody. Uh, that, that's, that's all I've, I've got to say about that. Uh, Xfinity will be off this week. They are not racing on the dirt, uh, and they will be back, uh, at Talladega. All right. 
Saturday night, our first night race of 2022. Uh, before the cup race started, I was a little nervous because we had a hundred and seventy-one of four hundred and sixty-one laps ran so far under yellow. Uh, that's that's a lot. Anyone doing the math? That's thirty-seven percent of the two races under yellow. Uh, but but. The cup race redeemed itself uh, and salvaged the weekend a little bit. Only 36 of 400 caution laps on Saturday night. William Byron picked up the win, obviously, uh, with HMS just dominating the race. Uh, you know, they're, they're not all going to be, you know, grand slams. You know, was this the best Martinsville race? No. Was it the worst? No. Um, you know, and, and part of that's just tied to the fact of that HMS dominated, uh, you know, 212 laps uh, by Byron, 185 by Chase Elliott. Uh, that's 397 of 403 laps. Um, that's just six light, uh, six laps not led by either of those two drivers. Uh, that's a clinic in my book. Um, you know, so if that that definitely can take away from some of the excitement when you're it's if if William Byron and Chase Elliott aren't your driver, uh, that then I could see some of that. But on the same token, uh, I mean, we, we had a lot of movement throughout both stages uh, and, and throughout the start of the race. I mean, you know, Byron, obviously up front all night. Uh, Joey Logano started mid-pack-ish. Austin Dillon started mid-pack. Ross Chastain, 27th all the way up to 5th. Uh, you know, that's awesome. That's resilience. You know, so you had a lot of movement throughout there. So there was movement out there on the track. There was a lot of passing. Um, you know, so I would say... You know, I, I get where maybe there's some frustration, uh, but but not not completely. Uh, you know, you want to be frustrated. Let's see what happens this weekend at Bristol. Uh, you know, we, we know what a shit show it was last year with the rain and, and the mud and all that. We went mud racing. We didn't go dirt racing. Um, you know, so I'm very curious to see if this year's an improvement. I love it. I, I love the trucks. I've been to Eldora a couple times. I can rally behind this. I can rally behind the, the, the niche and the, the, you know, the gimmick, if you will, I would rather a gimmick dirt race than a gimmick plate race, uh, and see 30 cars wrecked. Uh, you know, we might have 30 cars wrecked, but there's a good chance. Most of them will be all out on the track still. So, um, and it's just personal opinion, preference, and all of that. I, I get all of that because I'm sure there's a lot of you that would say the exact opposite of what I just said there. Uh, but anyways, I, I just hope, uh, you know, we had some fun last year because it was the first time uh, the, the rain and the weather put a damper on things. So I am uh, I'm very curious, very excited. Uh, I hope the weather holds off, and we'll find out about that here in just a minute. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, – Second attempt of the Bristol dirt race looks like um, I, I know it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a fun time. And I just hope things improve uh, from a on dirt perspective, if you will. All right, let's get to a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, go leave a review and keep telling your friends to go follow. We just keep hanging around uh, with just like 175 followers to go. We'll, we'll bounce up to, you know, 
160 to go then we'll lose a few all that good stuff uh literally keep hanging around at 175 mark appreciate you all uh but i want to give away the 124 raced win die cast of chase elliott from phoenix as well as some kevin harvick sheet metal uh and i'll do that at 6,000 followers win ever that happens uh speaking of new followers mark at m mayor hoff rts from minnesota and host of the reaction time sports podcast terry quinn at terry o c u i n n brad keselowski fan and blake at grace the 24 fan a william byron fan i know someone's happy from this weekend Welcome to the show, everyone. Go tell your friends. Uh, and don't forget, I've got free stickers and koozies. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website. I'll send it out to you. No questions asked. Uh, and just tag me in a picture with it when you get it. That's it. Um, all right. That's going to do it for social media this week. Let's get Mr. Aaron Studwell on the line. All right, Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf, keeping us up to date on all the weather happenings. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Aaron Sedwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening, sir. I'm doing well on yourself. I'm doing good. It's been a minute. Welcome back. Um, man, lots to talk about because last time we were on, uh, you know, we were in the in the middle of, of March Madness and, and it's come and gone. And so this is the last time. We'll talk college basketball until it cycles back around in uh, November uh, of this year. But uh, we, we, I'd be remiss if we didn't do a quick recap on it. Yeah, and it's funny because I saw uh, Pete Pistone had a uh, tweet about the NCAA tournament being last Monday. He was like, man, it just seems so much longer ago than last week. Well, I, I mean, March Madness is deceiving, right? Like, because it's the third week of March in most cases that this thing kicks off and it goes into the second week of April. So, um, it's, it's deceiving. Like that's just my thought. <laughs> well, and then it just seems like so much has happened, had happened between then yes. opening day. Yeah. You had a very busy race weekend with Martinsville, three races at Martinsville starting on Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Yeah. And then you had formula one, you had IndyCar, you had a very busy sports car schedule too. And then opening day, the masters, it yeah. really does kind of wound up being a really good week of sports. Yes. You don't have these big gaps. Yes, I agree. Uh, crazy. Um, all right. So quickly, uh, as you mentioned pre-show here, um, was it a successful season for Michigan? I want to say yes, but the caveat is I think they, well, I think it's successful for both the team and for the athletics department. I think they learned a lot about their staff. Sure. I think it was very, unfortunately, a very eye-opening incident with uh, with Juwan. And um, but I think yeah, you, know, you say you say begins before the season begins, or you, especially say in December for how they were playing then. Hey, they're going to make make the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I'm taking it. Yes. Well, so I'm I'm with you, and it's it's so crazy for me because I look at it, and in my bracket, I didn't have them getting past Colorado State. Right? I didn't. I, I'm like, there's there's just no way. Uh, and they do it. And then I forget who they played in the round of 32. Um, or Tennessee, Tennessee. That's who yeah. we played. Uh, and we beat them. And, and we're playing good ball. And then we get to Villanova. 
And that was a winnable game up until the last three minutes of that game. And we just missed such sloppy shots, such sloppy layups. Like we couldn't get anything to fall. And if we had just gotten a couple gifts, you know, we're talking the elite eight. So for me, it was a disappointing ending to the season. Um, I just wonder, you know, I, you and I talk about this all the time, whether it's college football or basketball, I'm always looking towards the recruitment and, and how are we going to get and do better? And I just wonder, was the sweet 16 appearance enough to make up for a lousy regular season if you're a recruit looking at Michigan, possibly? I would say yes, because what is the ultimate goal? You, you're not okay. You're not going to get to the tournament unless you have a good season, sure, or above average season. No, saying there's a difference between good and above average. Average teams are going to go to a different tournament. Yeah, but if you have, if you can make the NCAA's and you're on a good team, they showed again they're a top sixteen team team in the country. Flat out, they they made the Sweet Sixteen, and it doesn't matter. Their path was easier. They but it may not have been because they got past a, a Tennessee team, which had been top 10, top 12, most of the season. Sure. Um, all right. Let me ask you this. Did you hear the news, the rumor, the rumor going around that Jawan Howard might be headed to the Lakers? Uh, so now, so now Michigan's a stepping stone job. Right? I <laughs> well, I wonder I wonder, because, uh, you know, Beeline's kind of been sitting on the bench uh, towards the end of the regular season. Physical presence on the Michigan basketball bench. I know. You're um, right. You know, I I wonder. Uh, that's the only reason why I may feel there's some validity behind that or something may happen. Okay, so I'm going to ask the – I'm going to answer the unasked question. I would be okay with bringing Beeline back. Absolutely. I really would be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that, I mean, you know, two years with Juwan, uh, you know, obviously had a stellar uh, rookie season with, with Michigan. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think you have to say that's due to Beeline and the team that he left for yeah. Jawan Howard, uh, you know, so rookie year, they lost a lot of guys, or I'm sorry, sophomore year, they lost a lot of talent and, you know, it was a ho-hum season. Nothing great, nothing horrible. Got to the Sweet 16. So really curious what years three and four for Howard uh, will or could have looked like. Obviously not knowing what, if there's any truth behind any of that. But uh, I'm curious. But if Beeline steps back into the seat, uh, I think it's it's you know like not missing a beat. And I think things are, are right on path and getting better. I agree with that. And what I was just thinking when you were kind of covering your your thoughts was if Beeline had those exact same two seasons that Howard just had, there's no question that it's his job. Yes. So if Beeline didn't opt to go to the Cavaliers and right. then didn't work out. And so, yeah, I and I really think he's a guy who you – know, where I was thinking before you even said that was – or told me about the Lake, Lakers rumors – was that is Howard a guy who's going to is Howard a guy who can coach a national championship team? Oh, I think it's possible. I I, I do. I think it. I tell you what, I would have expected 
uh, just based on what we've seen from Michigan basketball the last couple of years, getting to some national championship teams, uh, knowing the recruitment that we could get, knowing the names that Jawan Howard could have possibly pulled just because of his name. Um, I would have said I, I would I would have thought Jawan Howard would have gotten to a final four before um, uh, Jim Harbaugh gets to a final four. But Harbaugh just got to a final. Four. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I know. Think about what you're I know. saying here, like, I know. Like, wait a minute. I know. I, 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 I'm surprised by that. I would have thought it would have been the other way around. <laughs> okay, thank you for explaining. Like, yes. like I kind of yes. got lost with the words, and I'm like, now they start thinking about it, and yep. then you end your sentence. And I'm like, wait well, a minute. Wait, they did. I know. I know. That's <laughs> that's the crazy thing. I would not have. I, w- I would not have won that prop bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't place it. I then. didn't place one either. No, no. Um, Don't right. tempt me. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, uh, Martinsville. Uh, you know, a lot of mixed reaction there. But uh, for you personally, Saturday the Xfinity race was. Oh my uh, gosh. Stole the show, I would say, from the weekend, as well as your driver, Landon Castle, picking up a uh, P2, his best finish in the Xfinity series ever. Uh, have you talked to him? What, uh, what, what's the buzz going I, around at, I, uh, that? I text, I've te- I texted him that night. We texted, we texted over the weekend. Um, it's just excitement. And uh, I think this is, we're going to, okay. So every, he's one of the, he's a guy who's, they've always said, get him in good equipment. He's going to be a good racer. And sometimes that doesn't pan out. Sure. The summit has, and yes. I'm, I'm just ecstatic to be, working with him and I'm ecstatic and just so happy to be representing him. Um, I know he's thrilled. Uh, I'll see him again at Dover. Uh, I saw him at Coda and, and I should post some of the pictures, just him and I just gotten up at Coda and I, he's like pointing at me and we're both, I'm laughing and like neither one of us can remember what he was saying. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, you know what? We, we should probably get Landon on, uh, if you can maybe yeah. work some magic there. Cause I haven't talked to him since, uh, I, uh, did the, the podcast bonus shows for him and Parker for the eraser series, uh, would love to catch up with Landon and, and talk about, uh, his, his run and what it's been like the, uh, first few races over at Colic. Yeah. I'm yeah. He, yeah, he's he falls under the friend of the show category. Yes, he does. He does. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, let's, um, uh, let's, let's make yeah, I've got happen. a text. I've got to text him after this anyway. So Excellent. yeah, I'll make Perfect. sure we do that. Perfect. Uh, all right, man. Well, we are headed back to, uh, the Bristol dirt track. Uh, last year was a cluster bleep. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's early but Monday turned out. Okay. <laughs> right. It's early this week. Uh, but how are things looking for the early projection? Uh, early outlook. Uh, Friday looks good. Cup practice, uh, probably cloudy, mid-70s. Uh, Saturday, uh, cup qualifying in the truck race. And I think cup qualifying is at 6, and the truck race is uh, at 8 Eastern. Uh, again, another partly cloudy, 70, mid-70s, 70, 75 for the high. Uh, race time temps will be in the upper 60s, which will be much better than it was this past weekend in Martinsville, where they not only I think they said some they ran out of hot dogs at the inside inside stand. Oh wow! And I imagine hot I imagine hot chocolate and coffee were at a premium as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I want to go with the pessimistic forecast, knowing I would rather go uh, increased cloudy, increasing clouds, a chance of showers, high of 73, race time temp mid 60s, uh, with it being a night race. And hopefully to get better, the European model shows sunny and nice with highs in the 70s, and the American model shows cloudy and rain showers, highs in the upper 50s. So I'm wow. going with the that's a, a bit that's of a quite blend. The variance. It is quite the variance. I want to go with the more. I want to go with the cloudy, a little bit warmer chance of showers in the forecast. Um, hopefully by Thursday we have a better clue on it. Um, and as you indicated, we are recording a little bit earlier than normal, uh, so they can get people can go to the website tomorrow night. Uh, you're dropping tomorrow, no Tuesday, right? Actually, I might I might post tonight. I, I think okay. I'm, I mean I got everything done, so I think I'm going to post yeah. tonight. Um, Sounds good. I will. I here's the thing. I just I want to see what this race is supposed to look like with the dirt laid down. And, you know, the, the, the water truck running around, putting the amount of water that's supposed to be put down. I, I, I don't want the outside influence of Mother Nature. And I, I just want to see what we're supposed to get with this race. And, and I don't want a recreation of the 1930s Dust Bowl either, exactly. which is what it became at the end because yes. they weren't properly watering the track. Yes. You got can it. we get Tony's? Can we get Tony Stewart out here as a consultant? Right. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. I love it. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, it was uh, great to catch up with you as always. Lap Traffic Nation, make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, great to catch up with you, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. You will, and we'll be in touch between all of that, and have a great week. Thanks, man. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Later. See ya. Bye. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, there you have it, Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sorry about the basketball talk. We had to do it, uh, you know, and, and we won't talk Michigan much uh, until about August when we're back on track talking Michigan uh, football and Big Ten football. You know, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's a niche podcast, an amateur niche podcast. So every once in a while, well, not every once in a while, <laughs> when Aaron and Brian are around, we're just going to mix in some some sports topics that we like to talk about so uh there you have it and uh let's let's keep things rolling let's do some uh, some lucky dogs and all that good jazz all right you guys know what barking dogs means it's time for this week's lucky dog and lap down picks you guys know the drill after race weekend tweet your lucky dog and lap down picks tag you guys on the show and uh see what you guys have to say all right well my lucky dog race weekend i mean it's it's obvious uh, it's William Byron. My lap down are the Detroit Tigers because after sneaking past one with a walk-off win in the ninth on opening day, they drop back-to-back games against the Chicago White Sox in disappointing fashion. So there you have that. All right, let's get to your responses. Scott, at 1985 Wagner, lucky dog, Team Hendrick, just crushing everyone this season. Lap down, Denny Hamlin. First to super back marker in six days. I love it. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog trucks and Xfinity races laps down. Whatever that crap that other series was doing. Thank you. Thank God for flow racing. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog goes to the Xfinity series for having the best race of the weekend. Lap down to Ty Gibbs. Take the helmet off. Love it. 
Uh, Jason at JA Stone 29. Uh, I had to, t- he had to take a day to, to ponder his picks. Uh, Lucky Dog was the 24 in that last pit stop, putting him out front. Lap down was the fans. Not a good Martinsville race at all. Follow the leader, no passing, and a lot of teams frustrated with their cars. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and I wonder if that very well just may be a product of getting to know the new car. Uh, you know, thing is, when we come back in, in the fall, it's going to be a day race, uh, which will impact things. Not as bad, but, you know, enough. So, you know, we won't know what they've been able to adjust until next year for, for this race, which is a bummer. But uh, I'm sure they'll get something squared away. Uh, Liam at Almost a Mechanic. That's a great name. Uh, lucky dog to Byron for two Martinsville clocks in one weekend and being the first repeat cup winner of 2022. Lap down for the passing game and low-key race on Saturday. I hear you, Liam. Uh, Lisa at LL Chanana, lucky dog. Us fans that watch the Xfinity race, sorry, Cup, because that was one heck of a race. Lap down, Cole Custer. He was having the best run of his Cup career. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net, lucky dog. William Byron, first repeat winner of the season. Additional lucky dog as the Mets are off to a great start this season. Thank you for Baez, by the way. Appreciate you. Uh, lap down, lap traffic fantasy season has been a complete bust this year for me. Uh, you and me both. You and me both. Uh, and last but not least, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog, Willie B, first repeat winner of the season. Lap down, Denny Hamlin. May have backed into the win last week, hack style. If we max out on winners this season, he may be in jeopardy of not making the playoffs. Ty Gibbs is waiting in the wings. Oh, look at that. I see what you're doing there. All right. Okay. All right. That is going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. Uh, You know what time it is. It's time to close it out with some Lap Trap Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. Also, I created a lap traffic fantasy community on Twitter. Uh, I got a good chunk of the league in there already. Uh, send me a DM if you want an invite to that, just to uh, let everybody be able to talk some smack to each other on there as well. Uh, we are approaching eight race weekends into segment one, about halfway through, a little over halfway through segment one. Uh, let's see. I did the best I did all year, I think, with, uh, let's see, 124 points and I still keep hovering around in 50th. I might get to 45th. I might drop to 55th. I can't break it. I just cannot get on a swing. I don't know what. I'm just going to have to go out and win segment two to make the playoffs. Otherwise, this is just embarrassing. But not for some of you guys. Uh, Let's see here. Our week high this week had Byron, Gibbs, and Smith for 142 points and two bonus points with the uh, week high bonus point and the William Byron bonus point there in the Cup Series. Uh, We'll go over to the top 10 in standings in first place with 799 points is Michael Mason. In second with 790 is Justin Hughes. In third with 782 is Tony Salt. In fourth with 759 is Kristen Haglund. In fifth with 742 is Henry Fletcher. In sixth with 735 is Kim James. In seventh, two-way tie, 733 Don James and John Itwensel all the way in Australia. In eighth with 728 is Joshua Neal. In ninth with 722 is Brad Carnes. And in tenth with 721 is John Warrington. Still anybody's game there. Uh, one slip up and there can be a massive shakeup there. That's how close it is there, which is awesome. 
uh, our guest picker this week, uh, Robert Riggs. Uh, we were trying to make something work, uh, but unfortunately, he's out working on an oil rig, and that made that a little difficult. So uh, we'll try to get someone on next week for sure for the uh, guest picker spot there. Over to the bonus points in first with six bonus points is Jason Dickus. In second, we got a three-way tie for five bonus points with Kim James, Scott Boyes, and Tony Livet. And in third place, we've got a bunch of people with four bonus points. Brett Morris, Henry Fletcher, Kevin Hahn, Kristen Haglin, Logan Cummings, Matt Crowd, Michael Mason, uh, the Blind Spot Podcast, and Robert Riggs as well. So there you have that. Uh, let's, let's get to some picks. We are going dirt track racing this weekend and headed back to Bristol, baby. Joey Logano shocked the world last year picking up the win on the dirt track. He also picked up the win this year at the L.A. Coliseum. Joey is all about winning first-time races. Will he be able to pick up his first points-paying race of the season and go back-to-back -back on Bristol dirt? Last year's favorite Christopher Bell was involved in an early crash and will be looking for some retribution along with Kyle Larson, who will be able, will he be able to make a bigger statement this year on the dirt? Uh, we all thought he was going to do it last year. He's going to try to pick up his second win of the season as well this year. Uh, will the rain hold off? Who will keep it clean, no pun intended, and bring it home on the dirt? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for my crappy picks. Uh, in the truck series, I was torn. I keep trying to ride the John Hunter Nemechek train out until he wins. But I think I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes, which means John Hunter Nemechek is going to pick up the win. So there's your safe bet. Uh, and my cup pick, man, this is a tough one. Uh, I want to use Kyle Larson, but I don't know if I should. Do I want to burn that pick on a gimmick race? Oh, man, what the hell? We need to make something happen. We're going to go with Kyle Larson. All right, there you have it. And there you have the show. That, Lap Traffic Nation, is going to do it for episode 275 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thank you to Sheldon Creed and Aaron Studwell for calling into the show this week. Next week, Chase Purdy and, that's right, and Austin Wayne Self are going to be on the show. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.